All right, so we're back here on another Couch Coach Live Super Week news. We are here once again. <laughs> another great, great show tonight. Um, definitely before we get started, I'll give a huge shout out to the good folks at Goalie. Head over to goalie.com, use our promo code Couch Coach, get yourself 10% off. And what's, what's going on, Maui? Oh man, uh, everything's good, man. You know, yeah. um, uh, you you sent me the information today, and I was looking looking at all the new coach hires, and I'm like, oh yeah, I felt like uh, as I was reading them, I felt like um, Charlie Brown's mother was in my head. Wah wah, oh wah 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 wah. wah. <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. I said, but you know what? I'm gonna learn some stuff about this because um. Once I looked at a few things, man, I was, you know, it's not really too many, too many negative about some of the coaches' um, picks. You know what I mean? Like, except for like, you know, maybe Levy Smith and something like that. It seemed like everybody uh, is kind of like, ah, it could be okay, it might not be okay. So I guess, well, you know, hopefully, Jordan, Mr. Jordan, will give me some insight on it. You know? Yeah. Well, I've got some <laughs> thoughts on some of these coaching hires. Some of them, I'm just like. What? Why'd they go with that? And others, I'm like, right, okay, that's right. good. But it happens every year, it seems like. I know yeah. uh, with with uh, Chris, he likes his coach, and hopefully he'll stick around for a few more years. Chris like everything pertaining to those commanders. It doesn't make a difference. Oh, he yeah, it's a lot of yeah. – He liked everything. It's a lot of things. He'll say, you know, no, but he liked everything. Oh, man, cool. Like, we, we can work with that. <laughs> and and there are a lot guys on this list that um are former commanders I mean, so right, right. <laughs> it's, it's still weird to hear commanders i'm still not used to it because i'm so used to you know the washington football team right. yeah that, that was you know what's weird man like i felt like they could have stood with that it, it like it stood for something like you know what i mean like when when you say it, it, it it's like had a like a I don't know. It just it sounded like they just could have kept it that way. It looked like it was a, a strong name to have. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I agree. I, I like the Washington football team. We gave it right. uh, a unique name, and now they're the right. commanders. So when it came out, I'm just like, oh, that's the name they're going with. All right. It'll take some time to get used to, and I'm sure I will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will. It, it'll, it'll grow on you. It's, it's, yeah, it's one thing to just it. But yeah, we definitely got to give a huge. Uh, oh man, where we at? Okay. All right, let's see. I'm going to share this here. So, um, and we got our special guest, uh, my uh, NBA and NFL carousel brethren. Uh, what's going on, Jordan? Not much, man. I'm good. Just getting ready for the Super Bowl this weekend. Luckily, I don't care who wins. So that kind of helps. Don't care either way. I mean, if the uh, if the Bengals hadn't won, then I might have cared a little bit just because, you know, with the AFC West, they can't stand Kansas City, but they got knocked off. So it's just going to be an enjoyable game for me. Okay. Let's see. What's going on with this camera? All right. Let's see. Right. I feel the same way, Jordan. Like, I don't know, man. It seemed like I, I think Patrick Mahomes is somebody extraordinary as a quarterback, but it seemed like it's just a lot of – things going on that um it's like his arrogance is really kind of showing well you know i agree i mean we saw that you know the first couple of weeks of the season and everyone's Mm -hmm. saying what's wrong with kansas city he was turning the ball over Mm -hmm. and we knew i knew kansas city would get right and they obviously did but even Mm -hmm. in that overtime he why did he throw it into double coverage 
I have no yeah. idea. That was just him being him, I guess. Yeah. I know he has a strong arm, a rocket arm, but you can't throw that into double coverage at all. Plus, I think the yeah. pass before it was almost picked anyway. So just I, I just didn't get the throw. I mean, I'm glad Cincinnati picked it off. So not here nor there. Yeah. So Yeah, and actually, and it's funny because um they joined you probably with our first guests in this um the beginning of the year. Well, not the beginning of the year, it's just been a month, but um at that time we had the vacancies. Um, you know, they, it was right after Black Monday. And now, you know, everybody pretty much has essentially everybody has their um uh vacancy has been filled. Um, the formality obviously is going to be Kevin O'Connell pr- pretty much probably Monday, Tuesday, he'll be officially the Vikings head coach. It's just more of a mm. for, you know, formality because obviously the Rams are in the Super Bowl. So, so Jordan, we've talked about your Denver Broncos um, early, you know, uh, in the beginning, like as far as who did we, you know, who we envision potentially uh, would be a perfect match for you guys. I know we talked about Eric Bieniemy, we talked about Gerard Mayo, we talked about a couple guys, but we didn't talk about Nathaniel Hackett. No, we didn't, which is surprising. <laughs> but he was the favorite to land the job, and it's funny because we, yeah, you're right, we didn't mention him. I even said, oh, why not go get Doug Peterson? Yeah, they kind of didn't even interview him, so I was surprised about that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, so just your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you good. Yeah, so, what, Joe, what was your thoughts on, obviously, Jordan is a uh, – Denver Broncos, aka the Washington Commanders of the West, because we all we mm. are similar as far as our personnel wise, in a sense. So, your thoughts on just the uh, the, the Hackett hire? It honestly, once you read into it, wasn't surprising. This is a guy who, you know, what we saw what he did in Green Bay. He may not have been the play caller, but he definitely got Aaron Rodgers to play well. And even going back to uh, 2018, he was the offensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Blake Bortles was a quarterback, so basically he can do mm. anything with, you know, not even a great quarterback. It's the thing that uh, I like about him personally is he's an offensive-minded guy. We look back, and the Broncos hired Fick Fangio, um, Vance Joseph, and then also uh, John Fox before, all you know, um, he was hired before we let uh, fake Fangio go in Nathan- and hire Nathaniel Hackett, the thing is the only offensive guy before that, if you look at the last four hires was actually Gary Kubiak and Gary Kubiak, you know, brought us the Super Bowl. So I do like Nathaniel Hackett. The thing is, is we still need a quarterback. Will that be Drew Locke there? I don't know. We may trade him. Will it be Aaron Rodgers? Rodgers, I don't know if you guys caught what he said at the NFL honors, but the sense I got was that he's either staying in Green Bay or retiring. Could that be a Russell Wilson? I I really don't know. We could even end up with Kirk Cousins. The only reason why I'm saying Kirk Cousins is because of our uh, general manager's connection with Minnesota. But either way, I like Hackett. I think it's a good hire. The offense, though, still needs to put up 19.7 points per game. That's what they put up. You have to put up more in, in my mind. The bottom line is you have to score 21 points in this league to have a chance to win. So can his offense do that? I hope so, but we'll have to wait and see what moves we do in the offseason. But for right now, I like the move. I'm excited about it. It's good. So, yeah. so yeah. do you think the quarterback, you said he had um, Blake Borders, right? So, the, um, Boris, so do you think with the 
with the acting quarterback that you may have now that he still can do something great with him? I believe so. I mean, Blake Bortles, as we saw, wasn't a very good mm-hmm. quarterback. And I I do think that uh, even if we don't bring in a veteran, I, I think this is a guy that can develop our quarterbacks. He's done it before. I do think this will actually help, especially since we – I don't know if you know much about the Denver Broncos and how they've developed quarterbacks. We really haven't. Even mm-hmm. going as far back to with Peyton Manning, we just got him as a free agent. But after that, we haven't developed. And I think this guy has been a quarterback coach in his history, Nathaniel Hackett. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll actually help. And I'm not sure what type of offense he's going to run, but it mm-hmm. won't matter. As long as we can develop a good quarterback, we'll be fine. But also we need an offensive line. And that's another mm-hmm. struggle for the Broncos. But in terms of your question about quarterbacks, I think this guy is definitely going to help. Okay. Okay. Do you um, know of any? You think they may be looking for a quarterback in a draft? The one, the only thing about the uh, quarterbacks in the draft is I heard this is not the best draft. I've heard uh, yeah. the Pickett out of uh, Pittsburgh. I've heard his name thrown around. I just don't know if it's a great draft to go out and say, "Hey, let's get a you know spend the ninth pick that we have on a quarterback." I'm not sure that we want to go that route. But I also don't want a guy like Aaron Rodgers, for instance, that's going to stick around for one or two years and then we have to rebuild. So I think if you can get one in the second round, that would be great as a backup. But I definitely think we have to go veteran. With that pick, what would you like? We've got a lot of needs. Um, Personally, I would like a linebacker because our linebacker core isn't very good. We saw, I mean, we traded Von Miller, which I think was smart for him to get a ring. Um, Josie Jewell, our, one of our better tackling linebackers on on special team. He was out for the year. Alexander Johnson, our best cover corner or linebacker. Sorry. He was hurt for most of the year. So, and really, if you look at who we have, it's Bradley Chubb is the only guy that's uh, signed. So I really think you have to go linebacker, add up the linebacker depth. If not there, I, I would like to see also maybe an even on offensive lineman, because we haven't mm-hmm. really developed our offensive line very well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so, what is the the coaching hire that you loved, and and all the ones that um that have essentially been um been filled? Which one did you like the most? I actually liked Doug Peterson. I mean, you're going to Jacksonville with a young quarterback in uh, Trevor Lawrence a guy that knows offenses. I just hope that uh, he gets a chance to succeed there. Doug Peterson, that is, and he's a Super Bowl winning yeah. coach. I'm just not sure how how long he'll be there, especially since, you know, Chad Khan has kind of fired a bunch of coaches. I mean, I, yeah. the Urban Meyer hiring, I didn't like at the beginning, and to see him gone not even halfway through the year, it kind of showed that I was kind of right on that one. But I definitely think Doug Peterson is the right guy with his offense. He'll learn from, um, you know, he'll help Lawrence learn. And he did it with Carter um, Wentz over in uh, Philadelphia. Of course, we know how that ended because uh, mm-hmm. Philadelphia won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. But I think the fact that you're going to get a guy who can develop quarterbacks, this is going to be a perfect fit for Jacksonville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> so the, the uh, coaching hire that I actually love, and we talked about him earlier. We, this name that we talked about, um, you know, we did the first um, part of the coaching carousel. Um, Kevin O'Connell to Minnesota. 
I think that's a sneaky good acquisition for them. And um, like you said, I think that might potentially help, you know, help Kirk Cousins stay in Minnesota potentially, because obviously mm. Kevin O'Connell, they date back to the Washington days. So you look at that definitely help him because I think Kirk Cousins is on a one. Um, just that development of that offense. And I think that's going to be kind of one of the key things, um, you know, obviously with the two-headed running back with Cook and Madison. Then also, obviously, you know, Justin Jefferson. And then even potentially he might might develop, um, you know, a, a Kellen Mond potentially if, you know, they do move on from a, uh, from Kirk Cousins. So um, I, that's, that's the move I really like for Minnesota to do. Um, that was a sneaky good one for me. I would agree with that, especially with the uh, Justin Jefferson. And you have Dalvin Cook in the backfield. I mean, and who knows? I just don't know what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins. That's the big question mark. Will he get moved in the offseason? But either way, I think Kevin O'Connell, I I honestly was thinking that he was going to be the Denver Broncos head coach. Of course, we want Nathaniel Hackett. So so he's a a good uh, coach. It's just a matter of can he – help the Vikings win. And that's the one thing they have failed to do for so many years. So I have a few questions, fellas, for both of you, if you don't mind. And I'm Mm freestyling. So what do y'all think about Dennis Allen going to the Saints? I will handle that one first. I personally, (laughs) Dennis Allen, I thought that was an interesting move just to go in-house. And personally, I have seen Dennis Allen's, at least his defense when he was here in Denver for one year. And then he went to the Raiders didn't go so well. So I just, I never really liked the move. I, I wouldn't call it the worst move, but I just don't see how that's really going to help the saints, especially since they need more than just a defense. They need offensive help. I would like to see them go offense, but I think they just went into, you know, into in house and just said, you know what, Dallin, Dennis Allen knows this group. He knows mm-hmm. the players. We'll just go with him. And I, I just didn't like it. What you see? Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, I this Allen probably was the only one that was going to take this job. I mean, honestly, mm. because, I mean, you That's, think it's just the salary cap. Because I mean, New Orleans going to have a lot of salary cap casualties come March 17th when the league new year starts. Mm. So, and like you said, I don't, I'm, I, I'm like you, Jordan. This ain't a, a team that, think about like this. A team that needs to get over the hump, like there's, it's like a rebuild type situation, and mm-hmm. the mess that has to be cleared up. And you know, I get where they're coming from because hey, they that then they might think hey, it's a you know Sean Payton just abruptly retired, so let me just get somebody that's in house. They probably think to themselves that hey, we were a little bit close. We you know we were a game short mm-hmm. of making the playoffs, so mm-hmm. hey. Maybe this could be the right move, but then, like you said, it's gonna be a rebuild because then who who took that job? Because it's just right. like you know, all this money that you're paying, like, and you know, who's gonna be your quarterback? Because you you're not gonna get, you know, James is not gonna pay for not, not gonna um he not gonna you know, play for peanuts again. That's that's over with. And then you have Taysom Hill, who's really not Hill, much of a he's really not a quarterback. He's more of a runner right. slash hybrid. I don't, I didn't get that. <laughs> I still don't get that much. I, I, I never understood why why they paid that much for that for that role. Um, I got a few, man, but Mike McDaniel's to the Dolphins. I actually thought that was a pretty interesting hire, just because the Dolphins got rid of Flores for whatever reason, 
and we know what mess that has created. But I think right. that honestly is one of the better hires yeah. in terms of right. the fact that the Dolphins aren't weren't that far off from being a playoff team. They were one went away and you still have a great uh, court. Well, not a great quarterback, but a young quarterback and Tua Tagovailoa. So they have talent there. I think McDaniel is going to actually do pretty well there. Okay. Yeah. Um, since you're a Broncos guy, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. I'm so sorry. Oh. Oh, no, you did. Um, yeah, I, I like Mike Mc, uh, McDaniel. He's, he's another Washington guy. He's a, he's another Uh-oh. guy that was with, with us. Um, but two, I think two years, I think he was our offensive assistant at 11. And then our mm-hmm. wide receiver coach in 2013. I was shocked mm-hmm. that he got an opportunity. I mean, be honest with you, because he was the one that really mm-hmm. wasn't in that as far as the ones that was getting interviews. Because, you know, everybody, everybody was, essentially all the coaches were going through the car wash as far as everybody, right. you know, certain candidates. And, and this is one of the things where it just, it, it he was a, like almost like a Nick Seriano of this, of this cycle where people, mm-hmm. He won't really highly saw it, but like that one team, and they kind of, in a weird way, kind of fit that same type of type of mode. Where I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they are socially awkward, but they are in a sense. Where mm-hmm. you look at that, so I look at I look at that as that was kind of one that that um, I was shocked as far as him going there. I definitely. Um, I figured they was even. I thought they were gonna go the Harbaugh right route because even though Stephen. Yeah. Step on a Michigan man away, but I'm like, I hear lies every day. They and said if, the Vikings were looking for Harbor too. Oh, and and I don't know why on earth he that see that's the type of stuff that make you be like, I can't trust him because he he took that interview on National Signing Day, and I'm thinking to myself, if I'm a, a, a you know an athlete at Michigan or a parent, I'm like, man, this man ain't staying. This man is not staying. Like if he if he willing to leave the school on National Saturday, one of the biggest days for his school, and he goes to take that Minnesota job, well, goes for the interview and they end up getting fleeced. I'm like, no, that's just let me know. Like, right. He 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 the next opportunity next year he could be an NFL head coach for sure. And right. I I never understood why Harbaugh would want to leave Michigan to begin with, because in my eyes, I think Michigan is a it's a pretty good job and you're going to get paid more in Michigan than the NFL, right. except for, I mean, if you go to the Raiders who paid what John Gruden, 10 million a year, you're going to get paid at least that in Michigan. Plus you get right. to recruit, pick your players. You're not, you're not going to be the GM in the NFL to pick your players. So I never yeah. really understood why he wanted to make that jump, but it, jump, but Hey, it's Harbaugh. He wants another shot right. at the NFL. I get that, but I think he should just stay in Michigan. Right. And the at your point where hell he and he can he, all he gotta do is beat Ohio State one more time in this decade. Right. He's, He's good. good. He's good. Right. Like and, and this decade ain't even halfway over. He can just beat them right. twice in eight years. He's right. good. So I got um since you a Denver guy, what about Josh McDaniels him going to the Raiders? Honestly, honestly, I, I didn't like that hire at all. The mm-hmm. reason why is I thought uh, McDaniels would actually stay in New England and be the next head coach with Bill Belichick, or once Bill Belichick decides to hang it up. But also, mm-hmm. I look at his history with the Denver Broncos. It didn't go <laughs> so well, as we all know. And right. I, yes, I do think the guy needs a second chance, but if you look at, uh, what was it, a few years ago, he was 
offered the job in Indianapolis and he turned it down. He accepted it and then turned it down turned it down and went back to New England. I, I don't know what actually happened there, but I just I liked Rick Basaccia and I, I know this is coming from a huge rival of the Raiders, mm-hmm. but I really felt like they should have stayed with Rick Basaccia just because of the job he did. I just right. it's hard to see that Josh McDaniels is actually gonna succeed there. Yes, he has a quarterback in Derek Carr, but I just don't see it. What's up, coach? I don't I don't think so either. I didn't I didn't like that move either because just <laughs> a simple fact of he he was he was caught cheating. He was caught videotaping practices and stuff. And like oh wow, and, yeah. And this, so in other in essence, he's had three opportunities, three opportunities to be a coach. And it's just like it it baffled me. And like you said, um and he he pulled a Bill Belichick on on the on the years back, you know. But like you said, I think he has a personnel, and like I'm really curious what he's going to do with David Carr. I think he could particular potentially rewrite the Derek Carr, and I think you know. But I don't like it. I think, like I said, they should have won another route. I think. I I, I think you know, Danger should stay in New England for real. Okay. Okay. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Any, uh, let's see, we got any sleeper uh, coaching hires? What you got, Jordan? I've got uh, Brian. Is it Dable? Dable? What? Yeah, Dable. 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 Yeah, Dable in yeah. Uh, New York. I mean, Me I know a lot of people are saying that you know the Giants' offense isn't that great, but you know Dable turned uh, Josh Allen into a pretty good quarterback. He can do it with. Uh, uh, their quarterback i forget his name off the top um daniel jones yeah daniel jones yeah you're one of your rivals yeah daniel jones so i think this is actually going to help his development and that's the thing that the giants were missing i they i mean i know they had pat Shermer a couple of years ago that was our great offensive coordinator but we saw how bad he was in denver (laughs) with his play calling they i just i do like the the hire of dave i just think that's a good sleeper i I could have gone uh, with uh, McDaniel over in Miami, but I think that's one of the better hires. But, yeah, I'm going with Dable as the uh, sleeper just because I think he's going to turn the Giants around. Unfortunately for uh, Coach, he doesn't want the Giants to do that well. Yeah. I, know, I was like, I was like, oh, he went there? Because I, I knew once she um, was a show, shoe in the GM from Buffalo. I knew for certain – that was gonna be like lock and step that they were he was gonna be there and they they and like you said, I, I it's a, it's probably one of the best moves I think you know besides the Kevin O'Connell hire in my personal opinion, um you know he brings you know Daniel Jones I think he's another guy I think once he if he gets continuity and actually have some consistency as far as a you know mm-hmm. and, and you would assume because though you know the GM and they are gonna be lock and step so they'll be there for at least a few years so you you know mm-hmm. there's gonna be continuity there so. Um, you know, but I just, yeah, I like that, that move for them. And it just gives them a little bit of toughness, um, offensively. Um, mm-hmm. he turned into, you know, Josh, cause remember people used to think Josh Allen was gonna be a bust. Now he's a like yeah, perennial. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did too. Me, me, me and Jeff had a good conversation at the beginning of this, of the season was saying that yeah. if he don't do anything this year that we was like, man, you know. And then he lost to the Steelers, and I felt so good that I felt like my um, opinion was about was 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 right <laughs> to the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> but, right. Yeah, because 
like I think that that first year people was looking at him like he was gonna be like a game manager. He won't gonna have that cannon mm-hmm. arm, and then like you kind of see mm-hmm. like the progression. So that's why I like, mm-hmm. and that it's probably it, I'm gonna say that um, that Daniel Jones is gonna have a similar trajectory. But if you look at just Dayball's history and producing a guy like Josh Allen, who we many people thought mm-hmm. initially was just gonna be uh, almost like. What Tyrod Taylor was previously, as far as just a game manager, mm-hmm. hey, just don't throw mm-hmm. the ball over. But now he can beat you in a multitude of ways, and he's a perennial All Star, not All Star, but a Pro Bowler and an MVP mm-hmm. candidate just about every year at this point. That's exactly what we were thought thinking that Drew Locke would become, but he hasn't been that way yet. And of course, uh, Josh Allen was picked. I think the Broncos had a chance to pick him, but we picked Bradley Chubb instead. So that's another miss by the Broncos. I I remember with Daniel Jones versus um, the Washington football team. I cannot remember if it was last year or this year, but they were going at it. And it was the first time I ever really sat down and watched Daniel Jones. I mean, I didn't know that he was that big. And then when he ran, I was like, oh, he can run if he want to. And then he was really throwing the ball pretty good. So I'm hoping that this this gentleman, because I, I really, I felt I seen flashes, just like your quarterback coach. I've seen flashes of, of, of really greatness in there. It's just that you the you you the you know quarterback of the Giants, and everybody's getting hurt. Everything's on you. You know what I mean? And yeah. and then you got you paid this. What was it? The the receiver was from the. Who was this receiver oh, from? Like, uh, he was from yeah, Detroit. No. From Detroit. He was yeah, from Detroit, Galladay. right? So they paid him all that money, and then he's sitting on the sideline. He's one of those fire receivers, and he's yelling at him. You know what I mean? This young yeah. quarterback. And I'm like, man, somebody got to do something. Somebody got to do something. So hopefully this gentleman um will bring the best out of him. Yeah, Dayball, yeah, that's going to be a that's yeah, that's gonna be a good um that's going to be a good combination for them two big time. Right. So out of the eight, I think it's eight coaching vacancies, which coach is going to have the most wins in 2022, Jordan? I still think it's uh, McDonald in, uh, in Miami just because that team is was one went away from making the playoffs, and you still have two attack of a low. They have a pretty good defense. They just need to show a little bit. Uh, they need to improve the offense a little bit, but – other than that, I think they're more of a complete team than some of these teams that uh, did, you know, hired some coaches. I would also say that Minnesota with uh, Kevin O'Connell could be in there too, but I'm still going to go with uh, Miami with uh, McDonald. Yeah. I'm going to go uh, Texas with Levy Smith. I just plain don't like that hire. Well, not that I don't like the hire. I just don't like yeah. the franchise. I don't like the franchise and then all of it too where it's weird. That that hire was really strange. Like they were literally on the verge of, of, of making Josh McCown their head coach. That wouldn't have made sense either. That would but... right, because he's he's a he's a high well, he's a high school coach. Right. And it's just like, how can a high school coach become an NFL head coach? Like, like literally, he's never been on the NFL staff. I mean, as far as a coach staff, these guys, we understand because, and, and honestly with them, these guys, they pretty much, they got it from the mud. Especially I look at guys like Kevin, uh, Mike, 
Brian Dayball, like these guys been around. So it's not like these aren't just like these guys that just all, they just sprung up out of nowhere. No, they, they've been putting in groundwork, but versus him, he just was, he was just on the practice squad for the Eagles. What? Like two years ago. Right. So it's just like, right. And, and they allowed him to coach the team. Cause remember they like, cause they, they pretty much made him like, cause that was like during like the, the CV 19 era where we're still is still existing, but like they pretty much said, Hey, don't be around us, you know. Or, or it was a situation where like they let him coach at Fridays and then like he'll come into town like the next day or something like that. I remember that. I like it was a weird, they had a weird type of t- arrangement. I put it that way, and so. they did. And I mean, I do like Lovey Smith just because of what he did with Chicago, got them to a Super Bowl, yeah. but. Just the Texans as a whole, their franchise is just a mess. And, well, even with the Deshaun Watson stuff, is that ever going to be resolved? I know Watson does not want to play for them, so could he be out of there? So it's like, who is Lovey really going to, you know, coach on offense? He's a great defensive mind, don't get me wrong, but who is his quarterback? Because as we all right. know, you have to have an average to, I wouldn't even say a franchise quarterback, but you need – you know, almost an elite quarterback to take you somewhere. And I just don't see that if you're going to get rid of Watson. Especially in that division, because you think about it. It was weird today, man. When I was watching stuff based on that, they were not nice about Levy Smith. They was like, they feel like he's not, you know, head coach material, that they feel like his prime is over with. And they was like, he's a defensive-minded coach, but Texans did better than people thought, but his defense was bad last year. You know, it really was. I, it, yeah. I I can't remember where they ranked, but I know they were in the bottom Don't of the bad. league, and so and yeah, <laughs> and because I because they because I don't think McCown is not gonna be on their staff, right? I know they were trying to force him on their staff, but I think they still got Pep Hamilton because I think guess right because he didn't leave, he didn't. Um, that's right because yeah, so it, they I, I think they'd still be okay. If you got Pep mm-hmm. Hamilton, but they just need a quarterback. Because I always look at the success of Justin Herbert. I attribute a lot of that to Pep mm-hmm. Hamilton and Anthony Lynn, which, you know, mm-hmm. he'll be doing this thing in San Francisco as an OC. So, I, you know, that's the thing. I don't I don't know. Like, it's like the thing, and like another thing, I, and to your point, Jordan, I don't, almost forgot about Deshaun Watson's situation. Like that's yeah, I, now that's like that's the elephant in the room where what do you do, especially as, as you like love it. It's like, all right, you might be on the chopping block next year as well. And, and pretty much how, how it depends on how you handle this situation. It's because I, I it weird. seemed like to me they might have said, you know, Levy, because it seemed like everybody, like even my dad was saying, everybody likes Levy. You know what I mean? They was like, even when he played for the Chicago Bears. They were so when they got rid of him, the players was pissed because of how supportive he was. If somebody messed up on the field, you have these big or the Erlocker and all these guys say, man, good play, good play. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry, we get it next time. You know what I mean? But I think that he might just been there just to they might have put him there just to like a safety net. <laughs> you know what I mean? I but, completely agree with that. I mean, Lovey <laughs> Smith is a player's coach. People like playing right. with him. And we've seen what uh, Chicago has done without him. But again, I just don't get the hire. I know the players love him, but that's still mm-hmm. not a reason to hire him. I would have gone somewhere right. else. Who that is, I really have no idea. I right, just, right. And then the whole uh, Brian Flores thing, I think, also played a yeah. role. Definitely. So, yeah. 
Big time. Mm-hmm. I think that's what ultimately what happened with that situation. But, um, and then the Bears, like, I, speaking of the Bears, like, I mean, because they hired what's his name, Matt. He's he was a defense he was a defensive coordinator for Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, it was uh, Matt. Um, Matt Eve E. Flores? I call it that way Eva Flores Matt. or something like that. Yeah. That it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's another one. Like, and you got and you got Justin Fields, and I'm just like, here we go again. We just, it's just like there we go. Go. I don't met, think Mrs. the Man was that bad. I they think not. it was potential there. It was yeah. It was, it was Matt Nagy. There. It's Matt Nagy. <laughs> they had to get I rid of him. They, really <laughs> they had did. to get rid of him. They, they really him. did because they're a playoff caliber <laughs> team. And that's why and I'm glad because everybody kept on saying, oh, it's Mitch Trubisky's fault. No, you can't blame 2022, I mean 2021 season on Mitch Trubisky. He was sitting, he was sitting under center, you know, he was holding the clipboard in Buffalo. So and you know. Also, Mitch Trubisky got them to the playoffs. Where are they right now? Uh still mm-hmm. not in the playoffs. Right. So. Exactly. But yeah, I, yeah, but that, yeah, it is crazy, but yep. So, fellas, we gotta get into talk about some. Uh, let's get ready for Super Bowl Sunday. You know, we're here about forty eight hours, well, less than forty eight hours away from Super Bowl fifty six in LA. So, I'm going around the home. What's your first, Jordan? Um, your storylines to watch in Super Bowl fifty six. I'm going to actually start with the Bengals. They've been the underdogs. They actually remind me of the uh, Broncos team that won the Super Bowl in 32. No one gave them a shot to beat the Packers. That's what's happening in these playoffs. As for the Rams, we know how good the Rams are, especially with offense, with Matt Stafford, Cooper Cobb, Odell Beckham Jr. And then you look at their defense with Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, this team is loaded. If they don't win it now, who knows when they'll win it. Right. Uh, what you got, Maui? I'm gonna piggyback back basically what Jordan's saying. Like, you know, the Rams, man, if they don't win it now, and I think that's the true motivation. You know, they lost to the Patriots, you know, and really when you look at the game, it wasn't a blowout either. Like, you know what I mean? So I really think that um they go they gotta look at it like we got all this talent and we got to we got to go and take it. Um the Bengals, um I really want to see if they going to be able to protect their quarterback. I keep thinking about those nine sacks. So that's what I mean. For me, I just want to see if they're going to be able to contain him so he can work a little bit. Um, I mean, contain uh, with Donald and make – because I, I really think he knows I'm great. And for me to be truly compared to everybody else, I got to get this ring. And – they could be easily be, you know, somebody special once they get that ring also. You know what I mean? So I'm really looking to see if um if they're going to be able to contain um, O'Donnell. If they gonna, um, um, I keep messing his name up. My bad, fellas. But I, if they're going to be able to contain and, and protect um, um, Burroughs and if the Rams going to realize we got to get this. Um, I got a couple uh, student versus the, um, well, teacher versus the pupil. Obviously, um, you know, Sean McVay and uh, also Zach Taylor. Um, pretty mm-hmm. much, Zach Taylor was a quarterback's coach and they went to the Super Bowl in Atlanta. Uh, mm-hmm. Both of them looked at that situation against New England. Hey, 
we left a lot off the table. We we gonna do something. We want to do something totally different than mm-hmm. uh, our preparation will be different. You know, they say they, they it was a lot of things that they missed as far as preparation wise. So now you're looking at you know did Zach Taylor also fell that fell that same way and has he improved on that situation as well? And then this is the um, even though this is the this is the Andre Whitworth Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously Andre Whitworth. Um, last, last night was named as the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Um, he actually mm-hmm. was a part of the Bengals organization from 2006 to 2018. So it's, mm-hmm. it's funny that he's in that predicament because he pretty much went through what I call the dog days of Cincinnati in this modern era, where mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, you know that you know that when those playoff games, those heartbreaking disappointments with Carson Palmer, then also the transition mm-hmm. to Andy Dalton. And then you know, and then he ended up leaving. So mm-hmm. that's another thing. Now he comes to the Rams. He was another. He was a part of that, that team that went to Atlanta as well and lost. Um, mm-hmm. So he knows their struggles as well too. Uh, and then these are a battle of uh, number one overall court um, overall picks. And it's funny because everybody mm-hmm. matchup. This isn't a sexy quarterback matchup. Number one overall picks, obviously uh, Matthew Stafford in 09 and Joe Burrow in 2020. So and right. the num- a battle of number nines. So if you if, if you're in the numbers, hey, both quarterbacks will wear the number number nine jersey. So you know, <laughs> right? I got one more, man. Yeah, I want to see if um, we gonna see the resurrection. We've seen um, signs of it, but I want to see if Odell Beckham is really gonna prove that he was that guy like I'm hoping that he don't start dropping balls like he did in the playoff games after the, he was on the boat like I really want to see I mean I'm just being honest like you know what I'm saying yeah. I want to see you know he's where he wanted to be he had to go to Cleveland for a minute and get criticized and deal with some stuff but he's in LA he's been showing out but he at the big game and yeah. I remember when you know, I'm watching like reality shows of little kids playing football. The people, you know, they remember it was a couple of years they had like all these uh, oh, reality shows of mm-hmm. people football and, and stuff. Yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. all the kids had blonde hair like him. You know what I mean? So I want to see, you know, if he's going to be able to show out the way um, a superstar and, a, and um, a God gifted receiver is supposed to. That's a good point. I mean, I didn't think about it, but yeah, you're right. They're going to, especially if the Bengals double cup, that's going to leave Odell wide open. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have to, you know, step up his game in the Super Bowl. I didn't really think about that, that Odell would have to, but you're right. I definitely think he has to be a large part of this offense in order for them to succeed. Mm. Yeah. Because like, I just, I just saying like, he took a two, he took a little vacation to Cleveland, <laughs> you know, to get out of oh, yeah. to get out of uh, New York. And that's all they kept saying. He really wants to go to L.A. He really wants to be in L.A. Well, now he's there. He got a quarterback that can throw him the ball. And um, I'm just I'm really I'm I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I want the Bengals to win. I'm, I know we're gonna probably talk about that later, but I do. I never was a believer of Odell. You know, I'm a Stiller fan, so I'm I'm a big Antonio Brown fan. It was either him, Julio, or Odell. And, you know, Chris and everybody always told me how great he was, and I'm like, man, I just remember one catch. That's pretty much what everybody remembers was that amazing yeah. catch on, what, Sunday Night Football? Thing? Oh, no, yeah. that was Thanksgiving. 
I think it was in the night. I think it was, but I mean, I guess because I, I mean, I seen him twice a year, and he always used to torture us. So yeah, I see, and that's what he said. I yeah, see him twice I mean, a year. Yeah. He tortures us. I see him well, twice a year. Had, yeah. You only get sometimes some to. people don't ever get a chance to be in the Super Bowl, man. You know. Yeah. Yeah, big time. So some errors on both sides. I'm gonna go to first, Jordan. Which who you expect us? For the uh, Rams, it's got to be Stafford. He's been mistake-free this whole postseason for the most part. Can he keep that play up? I just think if he turns the ball over and becomes a turnover machine like we saw in Detroit, they're not going to win this game. On the other side, with the Bengals, you have to get the running game going with Joe Mixon. I know Mixon hasn't done a whole lot, but if you get you know a couple of yards here and there, that's going to take the pressure off of Joe Burrow to throw the football, and that potentially will open up the passing game. What you got, Maui? Oh, I'm agree. With, mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with uh with Jordan. Um, now um, my barber is this is he he on, he's very quiet, but he's really get excited when it comes to football, and I can tell he's a big football fanatic. And I said, "Who are you picking?" And he said, "Man, I really don't have nobody." But he's saying he don't really trust. Um, oh man, I just had his name on the um the Rams quarterback, and he was oh, like, Stafford. but. Stafford, that's right. He said, I, re- I really don't trust him. He said, but I believe if they run, if the Bengals go in there and he said, you know, run the ball and with Mixon, and he said, see how everybody's going to, what everybody's going to do, they can have a good chance to win the game. I, I think that, um, but I, I, I just think they got a grizzly animal on the other side. And I think he knows Man, Ray Lewis, Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> like, you know, I just think he knows. I smell blood. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think he's going to have an issue. You know, since you're a Broncos, you remember Von Miller when they played the Panthers? You remember oh, yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I really, I really like, man, come on, Cam. <laughs> Would you yeah. run the ball or something? But I, I really think it's going to be like that. I think he's going to, I really do, but. I did the X, X factor is just that if the Bengals just run the ball, man, and keep Stafford out there and maybe um, get some points early, get a nice little lead, make them have to play catch up. That might actually make Stafford make some mistakes where he may overflow, overthrow the ball, might might be some fumbles. You know, the anxiety kipping because there is pressure on the Bengals, but it's not as much as it is on the Rams. So if that anxiety when they're trying to play catch up, that could be a problem, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So I like Rams definitely gonna be Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. The chips in to bring him in. So obviously he's got to be the X factor. Um. <clears throat> um. Darius Williams. Mm. I think I'm. I'm more curious who he's gonna guard because obviously mm. is. And it's weird, like when it and and it's funny. I always talk about this, even in and people always you think to yourself, "Oh, you got Jalen Ramsey. We he cover people say he cover like the landmass half the field, but their pass off pass defense is a is sketchy. This is a matchup mm. where it's almost like pick your poison. This is probably be a situation where it's gonna be a death by a thousand paper cuts potentially, where. Mm. Okay, you want to you you gonna try a double bar chase? Okay, 
You know, you might have a situation where, hey, you might mess around and have T. Higgins go off. You might have Taylor Boyd go off. So it's mm-hmm. one of the things where they got to really be careful as far they got to be really meticulous when it comes to who they're going to who they're going to guard. And this and a lot of these and all three of these guys are pretty good when it comes to single coverage, especially with Jamar Chase. If you get him in single coverage, obviously, you know, right. you'll you're in for a long night um, for the Rams mm-hmm. situation. Now for the Bengals, it's almost the inverse. I think one of the keys is going to be Jesse Bates and Von Bell. Mm. They're going to be guys I look at from their secondary, also like Eli Apple and just that committee of secondary. They're another one where it's almost like they're opportunistic. Obviously, like we looked at mm-hmm. um, in, in the AFC Championship game where um, – so you're looking at and Matthew's effort – does like you said, it does he revert back to Detroit ways where he kind of just kind of throws right. interceptions to send third? And then also, like you said, it's it's very key. I think if those guys can force some turnovers, I think that's gonna be the difference in this game because I think that can negate, I think, potentially what Joe Burrow and them are gonna face as far as the pressure. I think right. But if they can get turnovers, they can take care of and I think one of the biggest X factors is the coin toss, honestly. And this is gonna sound kind of crazy. Mm. What's gonna happen? Because who's gonna get that ball first? Who's gonna defer in the second half? That's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. And I always look at those types of things because the halftime is gonna be different. It's not just right. like a normal what like 12, 13 minute halftimes. Yeah. It's gonna be it's more like a half an hour. Minutes, half an hour or right. more. So if whoever quarterback is gonna be on ice, right? That's gonna be the that's gonna be the issue because you think about it, you might have a quarterback, you might have either Matthew Stafford or Joe Burrow sitting on a bench for about an hour, potentially. Right. So it's, that's one of the things I look at. Like, that's, that could be something that could be – watch that time is going to be interesting. And I think that's going to control the tenor of the game because you, you, just, you just never know what scenario. Because if Cincinnati's down, we think, like, we always talk about, like, Cincinnati's a team that's like a second-half team. But this yeah, is a yeah, different yeah. second half. This is a different second yeah. half where would I – to sit on the bench for, for an hour after having a, you know a hot second quarter or, or a hot first half, no. So you know it's it's interesting. I, I put it that way. That's I think that could be an interesting subplot potentially in this game. Like and I hope it, that they do doing schemes. I hope the coaching are, and I hope they think in that way. They've got to know that the, the halftime is going to be really good, almost like a complete different game afterwards. I hope they man somebody saying you know what we should have a whole complete. They just have a good plan of after. They, they've got to know that it's going to be different afterwards. They've got to. And that's why I think that's good for both because they've both been in this predicament. And that's the thing right. where you kind of throw the two-ball experience out the window because these two guys, even though, albeit, Zach Taylor wasn't a, a head coach, but he was a quarterback's coach, but he was right. in that same building. So, you know, that's where, like you said, at it's like you said, it's hard to prepare for something like that because yeah. you're not accustomed to it. Cause you only, it's only once a year where you have in a, a, what I call it, um, not an abbreviated, not a, the opposite, the opposite of abbreviated, but elongated mm-hmm. halftime. So yeah, it's gonna, that's, I'm telling you, it's going to be huge. So let me real quick before we move on. Do you yeah. think that whoever get the ball first should be aggressive 
like just go ahead and get the points early. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, you know, get down. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Yes. I think, yeah. <laughs> especially, especially Cincinnati, because I think, yeah. because I even said like Cincinnati, it could be a potential, almost a, 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 a repeat of last year. Uh, it could be a 31-9 affair, essentially, where they don't give Joe Burrow any time to throw. But mm-hmm. if he can at least, like you said, if he can involve Joe Mixon in the field, and then also and then mm-hmm. it'll kind of, and I'll bring up that point again, like as far as an X factor. Once they, because this is for Cincinnati's effort could be like a game of inches for them. So if they can mm-hmm. get something, even if you hell, if you get a field goal from McPherson, initially, hey, we good, we 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 matriculated the ball down the field, and hey. That gives us hope going forward. So, okay, we we kind of survived the first knockout punch. If we right. come down here and get three points, I think we're going to be in, in a good spot. You know, that's the playoffs. All playoffs have been that way. It's been, like, really, like, weird. And then yeah. and then in the second half, or and then everybody, they playing catch-up. And then they all of a sudden, we going in overtime. So, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. That's yep. interesting. Yo, and let's see. We got that with the X-Factors. All right, fellas, we got uh, keys to – we'll do first keys to a Rams win. I'm going to go with you first, Jordan. What you got? So a key for the Rams, and we've talked about it with the offense, is if Stafford can find Cooper Cup early and often, that will give him, you know, confidence. It will also give the Bengals realizing they have to play man-to-man coverage or even zone with a high safety – it really comes down to can Cooper Cup make plays on this defense. We've seen it mm-hmm. in these playoffs that he, especially in the Tampa Bay game where that game was tied late and he just, for whatever reason, beat the defense and got into field goal range for McPherson. So I think the key is, can you get Cooper Cup going? Mm-hmm. Big time. What you got? What you got, Maui? I got the same thing. Um, for them to win, it's just like uh, what George said, like he's been, you know, Stafford's been damn near perfect. So it's got to stay disciplined and, yeah. you know, just keep, you know, do what he need to do. You know, luckily he does have a, a receiver that's, that's a miracle. You know what I'm saying? He, he like, are you sitting there like, how did y'all let him get open? You know, <laughs> you know, so yeah. just had the confidence and understand that he, um, that's why they came and got him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that's the reason why they came and got him. So they believe in him and he got a coach that believe in him and just trust one another. Don't make any mistakes. And if you do, let it go. You know what I mean? Get ready for the next one. Yeah. The Rams, they got they gotta get pressure on Joe Burrow. Simple mm-hmm. as that. Because it ultimately they gotta wrap him up. You to me, you're gonna have to collapse that pocket for him. Mm-hmm. You, you don't wanna be like what happened two weeks ago, where you even a guy like a Chris Jones. He was doing his thing, but then he was eluding tackles. And then, obviously, when you elude those tackles and you elude those, that gets guys open. Like, you see, you know, so, you know, if you had a type of situation, he can just dink and dunk. And you see, like, with Joe Burrow, he has no fear. So, he'll be able to try to elude, elude that. You need to collapse that pocket to a point where you get that initial hit, hit him. Initially, mm-hmm. you have to get that first initial hit on contact because – if he'll lose a tackle or he do anything, kind of go outside that pocket, he's fearless. Look, he might gun on you. It might, you know, if it's a, you know, set that first down versus, 
you know, so you you really, in essence, had to get him bottled down and almost similar to like what Tampa Bay did last year to Patrick Holmes. Because if you let him elude you and get him a few seconds, you give him a few seconds, he might see daylight mm-hmm. in the dark. Mm-hmm. Like it's been proven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what about the what about the Bengals? Uh, what you got, Jordan? I have to think it has to be keeping Joe Burrow upright. If Aaron Donald and uh, Von Miller, who has been an MVP in this in this game, luckily as a Bronco fan, I was happy to see that. If they get to Joe Burrow, that's really gonna you know have him scared in the pocket. I know he's a great quarterback, but he'll wonder, well, is Aaron Donald going to come this way or is Von Miller going to come from the other side? You really have to block for Joe Burrow so he has the time to throw the football to find his receivers and not worry about getting hit. If he gets hit and gets sacked, I can tell you, if they get nine sacks on him like they did in Tennessee, they're not going to win this football game at all. So it's really protecting Joe Burrow. Yeah, because they're not offensively challenged like Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what you got, Maui? Um, excuse me. Uh, you know, um, definitely protect Burroughs. Uh, I think that's the main thing. I, you know, I just I yeah. forgot Von Miller even played on the team. I'm not even gonna lie to you. And, yeah. and I'm thinking about Ramsey, and I'm thinking about Donald, and I just think that yeah. definitely protect. And if um. And, you know, if you don't think you can protect him, have the right plays and schemes to make them hurt themselves. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I've, ever since I've been with uh, with Coach, I always say you're paying all these coordinators all this money. So they need to go to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. You already know – you should already know what your weakness is of everybody, and you should know you the, the positive and with the strongest. And if you know that – First off, you got to this quarterback got you there. I mean, you're the Bengals, first of all. You know what I mean? Who'd have ever thought that you would have been in the Super Bowl, right? And you see the Rams, you look at them, you're like, damn, they a Super Bowl team. But you're looking at yourself like, damn, we was just like this a couple years ago, and look where we're at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you have this opportunity, right? To have the right schemes. So if they do, I'll put a lot of pressure, which they are, make it use it use against them. You know what I mean? And um. Uh, I I think we already said Matthew Stafford has been Matthew Stafford has been very perfect, and definitely when you look at the Bengals, like they actually have had had a lot of teams for them to win. It's been a lot of turnovers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With, um, so like because that's how the the Colts. It was an interception, right? With the Colts, right? Well, with Tennessee, I'm sorry, right? Uh- yeah, because I think he threw three interceptions that game. I believe right. so. I think because by the so, fact, his first pass was the interception. So that's what I'm saying. They, they, yeah. you know, this is this is the team that you know they rely on. Hopefully, they get some turnover. Let the defense just be disciplined and then be creative. You know what I mean? Um, and I just think main thing is they got to protect Burroughs, man. I think if they do that, it's going to be a dangerous situation. Yeah, I look at just um, – I think field position is going to be key for, for them to win this football mm-hmm. game. Like, to me, mm-hmm. I look at it like this. With them, I, to me, it's almost like, like obviously, you know, keep Burrow up upright. But, right. hey, get yourself in position so McPherson can kick you a field goal and get you some to 
Right. To at least mm-hmm. get you stuff, get you an opportunity. Like to me, I always say, hey, if you're at that 50, hey, just think to yourself, okay, we go in for the score or hey, let's give him 15. Let's at least get to the 30. He can kick a 50 yard mm-hmm. field goal. And at least from there, you're going to put points on the board because, like, yeah, and keep putting points on Yeah. That's, I think, that's the key thing. And then also the turnovers. Mm-hmm. I think, like, like we talked about Vaughn Bell. Um, you know, Eli Apple, you know, those guys at secondary, also Jesse Bates, the safety. If they can get those turnovers, I think that's that's gonna give better opportunities for Burrow. Like to me, that's I think that's gonna be the saving grace if they was win this football game. Like if somebody say, Hey, Cincinnati won, okay, well, they had to have at least maybe two turnovers potentially, because mm-hmm. I knew you know Joe Burrow was, you know pretty much wasn't going to really have much to throw. So if they were to win, they have to almost almost like a Tennessee type of effort where you had to get multiple interceptions off of Matthew Stafford. So, and then like you said, mixing also is another key too, where that kind of helps too as far as you do get in a jam and you notice, hey man, like Burrow's getting eight in the lab. Hey, let's let's establish a running game initially in the beginning. Initially, like start let's get that started first, and then you know just and just mix it up. That's a thing. mix it, up. but mm-hmm. also get that involved. And you know, Joe Mix is kind of like I wouldn't say he ain't a Swiss Army knife, but he's a dual purpose knife. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, if you mm-hmm. he he can maybe catch out the backfield from time to time, but just get him involved in that kind of, in that in that type of scheme. But um, mm-hmm. turnovers is key. Field position as well, like for them, especially for it, like that, they need to mm-hmm. take advantage of everything that's that's given to. Them. So yeah, right, yeah. So, fellas, right. we got uh, what's our it's prediction time? All right, so who is the who will win Super Bowl Fifty Six and the Super Bowl MVP? I'm gonna go with you first, Jordan. Who you got? I've been back and forth with this just because it just feels like these teams are pretty evenly matched, but I just feel like the Rams have the better team and I've got them winning 28, 21 with Cooper cup, getting the MVP just because I think he's going to ball out. He's going to, you know, that it's the biggest game of the year. He's going to be open and it's just a matter of can Cincinnati stop him and nobody has yet. So I'm going with Cooper cup as MVP the Rams winning 28 21. Mm. You said 38. You said 38 21. 28 no, 21. 21. Oh, 28. Okay. 28 21. Okay. Jordan. All right. And you said your league MVP is going to be, um, I mean, the league, but Cooper Cup. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup. All right. 21. All right. What you got, Maui? I got, uh, I'm going to say the Bengals and um, MVP Chase. Okay. Um, what, I don't know. I um, just, you know, we, score, hmm? score, score. Yeah, I can't remember what I said. Yes, uh, on Wednesday, but I'm gonna say, uh, uh, twenty-one twenty-five. Stay okay, around, Bengals. around that. I think it's gonna be closer than what it is. Chase. All right. Um. Yeah. Give me the Rams. I'm in. You know, in a weird way. I think I'm, it's this might be almost similar to last year. I'm really think uh, this could be a 31 and nine type of matchup, but I'm not going to do 31 and nine. I'm actually going to do 37 to 21. Okay. And Matthew Stafford, 
Matthew Stafford will be the Super Bowl MVP. Matthew freaking Stafford at if the that University actually, of Georgia. If that happens, man, would that that would be – I mean, it was a great trade to get him from Detroit. Yeah. But I, I noticed that uh, actually in Detroit they're selling Detroit Rams gear for Matthew Stafford in some of their shops. So if that happens, wow. Yes. <laughs> Smart and to get out they, of there. And Georgia won ship too. Hey, why not one of its um, finest alums? Why not? Finals, not finals, but the NBA. Um, but yeah, yeah, I got Matthew <laughs> Staff. Thirty, yes, I got 30, 37 to twenty-one. So I think it's gonna be and I, y'all twenty-one the points. Garbage time. Y'all took the easy <laughs> way out. We all know they're gonna win. <laughs> well, nah. let me uh look on Twitter. Let me go on Twitter, Instagram, and see if Odell. Yeah. And plus, I, on plus I want my I want my boy to win. So I'm always I'm you know Sean 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 Bay's my boy. So I always got to ride with the 2003 yeah, I mean, Georgia State High School Player of the Year beat out Calvin Calvin I think Johnson. We all man. I think we ever the. I think we all kind of like it's a toss up. But I, whoever win, I'm happy for. You know what I mean? I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. You know. And the Bengals can have a Super Bowl text. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> you know, that would be wild <laughs> if they went from not not winning not that, but that gives especially us hope. You think about last year they were four eleven and one. They were one and of the, the worst teams in the league. Yeah, I mean that, that's Correct. crazy. It's crazy to think how bad they were last year. And right. I, I mean, of course, Joe Burrow didn't he have an ACL tear, and that didn't help. And then to come back and what he's done this year is unbelievable. I mean, I know uh, Coach and I talked uh, in the the, uh, wildcard round, before the Mm -hmm. wildcard round, that the pressure was more on the Cincinnati Bengals and look at uh, what they've done. Right. Right. It's so bizarre, like, how all this happened. Like you said, it's just – like you said, it it gives us hope. It really gives, like, bad teams hope, like, to be, you know, be in that predicament. And right, and it's just it, <laughs> right. It's hilarious, and bro. All this type of stuff. It's just it's and if they don't win, you think about all those struggles that they've had, you know, just the quarterback play and even Ryan Philly. And then it's just but but it's a good thing because like and I remember you remember when they was videotaping Cincinnati Bingo well, the, the 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 Patriots. Yeah. Because yeah. and that and I, that's when I knew Zach T- Zach Taylor was gonna be good. Do that for just because even though at that time he was struggling to where right. you root for a guy like a Zach Taylor who, in most cases, uh, we talking about cheap Cincinnati now, he'd have been gone. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you think how we our, our fan base? Well, besides you, Mal, you you got a coach for the last for fifteen years and they don't don't, don't lose. But mm-hmm. me and you, Jordan, <laughs> we need you. Our, our our ownership and stuff. We need jerk. Ain't no way we're gonna let a guy that's been here from since 2019, and you know, and don't produce nothing up until this year. Oh, he'd have been gone. Like we probably mm-hmm. on our second coach. <laughs> you know, and you know, I've had conversations you know. about that, and we were saying like that. Not that might be some of the issue. You know what I mean? That you're so quick to hurry yeah. up and, and fire a coach and then bring somebody in, whereas. You know what I mean? A lot of the time, it ain't the coach's fault. It's the GM. And, you know, that with the Brian Flores stuff, what I'm hearing is it seemed like the ownership 
and the general manager and the coaches for you to have a winning franchise, you really they really got to mesh together and be and you know what I mean? And if they're not, yep. then then it's gonna be a problem. And but yeah. and but the people who's gonna get use their job most likely is gonna be the coach yep. or the GM. Right. Because it seemed like sometimes the player and the owner actually might be getting along. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And then and that's that's not a good thing. And the one thing and that's that I why Tom Brady and the you know Patriots owner and <laughs> you know Bill Belichick, you know. The one thing yeah. that I hate about sports, and as much as I love sports, it's always what have we what have I done for you? What went what have we done for you lately? You lately and I right. think that's the big biggest problem. And we look at NFL, and I really think it takes at least three years for a coach to, you know, get yep. down his system. And we're firing coaches after one year, right. two right. years. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's and, and that's what it is. And it's like you know, and that's why I like, and I don't know why NFL teams do it because like it's, it's simple. You don't you re don't reinvent the wheel. They try to reinvent the wheel every week, and that's why honestly, even in this coaching carousel situation, I'm so glad Byron Leftwich didn't take that job at Jacksonville because he, he was going to set himself. Yes, he would have miserably, and I, I like, and I, I love that he didn't take that job. I love. So what happened hate. with that, fellas? I was waiting well, for that. I was going to ask. So can okay. y'all tell me, give me some insight yeah. on that? From what I understand is he was offered the job, but was having second thoughts about it and realized Jacksonville wasn't the place he that he wanted to go to because he figured he'd fail. He'd rather be with uh, the Buccaneers. That, as far as I know, mm-hmm. that's what happened. I'm not sure if there's anything a little bit, more to it. Yeah, a little bit more context yeah. to it. So essentially what ended up happening was he, was he pretty much was going to get the job, almost to a point where I thought, because we do shows on Wednesdays, I thought we was going to break that news that Wednesday night when we were going to do the show. What mm-hmm. happened was, because he didn't trust Trent Baalke. Trent Baalke is the, is the general manager for, for Jacksonville, right? He mm-hmm. wanted Adrian Wilson to be his general manager. But Shane mm-hmm. Khan, which, and now we keep telling Jordan, we, this is NFL one-on-one. We tell people this to, to people, head explodes. Your GM and your coach has to be lock and step. Mm-hmm. So that's why Brian Leftwich didn't take that job in Jacksonville because they won't want to get rid of the general manager, which is Trent Baalke. Because like people, and he got now has a reputation of not being trusted. So mm-hmm. obviously, like you said, to your point where he looked at it, it's probably gonna fail because of the simple fact that hey. I don't have the right GM. He wanted Adrian Wilson, but they didn't want to hire Adrian Wilson. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's why um, he's he said been the best thing that he's he done. Even though he may not have Brady, but who knows who will be their quarterback? He could probably could develop a quarterback potentially and could get another opportunity. But hey, that was a smart move. I'm glad he did not take that job. I'm so glad okay. he did his job, but Jacksonville screwed it up though, and I, and that's another thing. That's what makes, and this is why this, like you said, this like what Joyce say. I love sports, but this is the type of stuff that make you hate sports in the same token because yeah. it's like that. It this was going to happen. It was almost like they were gonna. It, it was almost breaking news. It was. Uh, it was. It's almost like it was a formality that this was gonna happen. You know, he was gonna get hired, but then this thing happened. I'm like. Because what's going up happening, if he would have took that job, like you said, he would have then they him look another head coach about two years, if that, maybe mm-hmm. less than that. So 
like, and you, that's another thing too. So you let Balky, the coach that didn't even last for a whole year, he didn't even last a Christmas. <laughs> and he's and he's allowed to stay, and that's what people don't. And that's what that's what irks me about NFL teams. Like, how how do how can general managers have multiple coaching hires? I like that's the thing I don't like. That's the thing that pisses me off about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I but, agree with you one hundred percent. And then and then I swear the NFL they always try to reinvent the wheel, and I'm like. Why do y'all do this type of stuff? You know what is successful in this league, but you always want to go against the grain, and then you wonder why you hiring coaches every other year. Mm-hmm. Right. right. I, I just I don't I don't I don't get it. Like there's a roadmap to it. It's, it's like it's, it's it's a book. It ain't a book like in theory, but you know mm. what to do to be successful in this league. But people just veer off. If I tell you, oh, you need to go right, oh no, go left. Go left. Like that's all they do. Yeah. Mm. I don't get it. So I think a lot of them do it, man, because they like a like once attention. Like they it's like we forget sometimes, man. Like you know, I think boy. they like to be trending. You know what I mean? It, it's it's like yeah. I don't understand it, but because sometimes when you trending, it ain't always a good thing. <laughs> you know not I mean? at all. Like it is, <laughs> no. and it's, it's and it's dumb. Like they had that type of that rationale because, like, you, you win games, and some some want to win games. Some already know I'm just gonna make get money. And I don't care, you know. Right. But, you know, but so to round out this week, well, that this week's but our Super Bowl preview, man. To me, we all in the room, all three of us. Hey, it's a holiday. Super Bowl Sunday is a holiday. Enjoy it. Yeah. What's 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 on your plate on, on, on Super Bowl Sunday and in, in, in any other tradition that you do? Usually it just depends. It's either pizza or someone smokes something. But this year I'm actually going to have homemade wings. So and maybe some chips. Who knows? I know. Uh, one year we tried doing ribs, and I mean, it, just anything barbecued is great. What you what you got what you got brewing on Sunday? I'll be right back, fellas. Um, well, you know, Jordan, I don't know if you've had one, but I've fallen in love with um, this seafood. It's called the boil bag, where they put crab legs and and polo sausage and corn and shrimp. Mm. <laughs> like you know, I, I know exactly what that it. is, I, bro. I, I don't fell in love with it, me. So like we usually, you know, we do. My mother has to make these wings. Hey, Chris, did you ever eat my mother's wings before? Um no, really. But sometimes mm-hmm. I'll make this uh like this chicken soup. It's like a vegetable soup, and then I throw shrimp in it. Chris, you know, Chris did have that one, but yeah. you know, we usually have the wings. We get some pizza or something like that. And it's crazy because sometimes you'd be like, "Hey, Sean, pick up a couple of Little Caesars pizza." She's like, "Little Caesars," and then you go there and they make it fresh. It'd be the sometimes the best PC you ever tasted in your mm-hmm. damn life. Don't it, bro? Yeah. Like you'd be like, yeah. "Man, I'm gonna go get me one tomorrow." <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> But yeah, man. Um, usually wings, some dip, but um, I don't know, man. I think I'm definitely trying to probably go get me a boil bag. <laughs> yeah, but I'm contemplating. <laughs> that sounds really good, actually. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty basic. Like to me, I just you know, obviously pizza. 
probably throwing some boneless wings. Um, just like you know, like stuff like that. Nothing too crazy. Some chips, you know, just look, you know, maybe some cookies on the side, like as a you know, as a snack. But Jordan, I don't. That's right. And for I've collected Super Bowl cups for the last like ten years. I don't know what happened to like I. I, I found the Indianapolis one. So the first time I started collecting cups was in Indianapolis. That was 2012. That's when the Giants won, right? Mm-hmm. So, Jordan, I, I have a collection of the last four Super Bowls. So this is the one in Atlanta, pulling cups from Atlanta. Uh, that was in 2019, 2020 in my. Then last year in Tampa. <laughs> and then I just got my brand new baby um, the other day. The Super Bowl, the LA one with the dude, yeah, I I have Super Bowl cups like all all the time. And then I also I get the plates. I get the Super Bowl plates, even though, like I said, it's just a party of one or maybe two. It just depends. I might you know might have family over. Usually a party of one or two or three. Like if my uncles decide to come over or whatever, but. I have the plates and I have the dueling cups. So I I I have it's a holiday to me. It's almost like a I always look at it at the Christmas, New Year's. Oh yeah. It's the Super Bowl. So you know. I just want to know what I would do if was ever to make it to this. I, I would probably be like nervous, like scared, like <laughs> I don't even think I would even be able to even like do a show because I'd be so probably nervous. <laughs> I, I feel you. I mean, I know there when uh, the Broncos played uh, Seattle in Super Bowl yeah. Forty Eight. We know how that ended up. Uh, I was oh, really nervous, boy. and then first that. first play of the game, snap goes over Peyton. I'm like, okay, this game is over. I can't be nervous anymore. And then Super Bowl Fifty, everyone counters out. I wasn't even nervous because I'm like, well, what's going to happen? It's going to happen. about this game in a sense because normally when there are good halftime shows the game is bad mm-hmm. it's almost like <laughs> and I, you know and what was a good Super Bowl was when the Who was playing and that was in Indianapolis and in, 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 uh, Indianapolis and New Orleans because that was when New Orleans won in Miami mm. Mm. <laughs> So all of like, I thought the, all the Ravens and the 49ers was pretty good when they had the blackout. Yeah, that Beyonce, was yeah. Beyonce up before. Yeah. yeah, that was a good game too. Yeah, that would end up being a good game. The lights went out and and yeah. honestly, it was that, that was a PA potentially. I mean, I don't, I don't want to be revisiting its history, but <laughs> it, it was it was pass interference or at least the defensive holding. I mean, again, I, I'm not a fan of either team, although I still think to this day. Had uh, a uh, cornerback by the name of Raheem Moore not to pass down by Joe Flacco, the Broncos would have been in that Super Bowl. Oh, oh, oh. oh yes, that was. Oh yeah, that was. That well, was. Hey, wild. I got that one for wild. you, Jordan. If the Steelers, um, the running back had got hurt the game before, the Bell got hurt the game before, so they got they just picked up this running back. So he's running down. We're winning, right? And then somebody stuck their hand out and hit the hit the ball out, and he fumbled it. And then I was like, "You gave Peyton, you get, you gave the ball to Peyton Manning with this much time left <laughs> on a twenty or thirty yard line. Are you serious? We was going to the oh, bowl, yeah. baby. Yeah. Uh, oh, now yeah, this was weird was... about that. I met 
I'm at my buddy's house or his girlfriend's house, and he's a crazy Broncos fan. I had just I was on the road too, Chris, and we flew out mm-hmm. of Denver. So I saw mm-hmm. the stadium. You know what I mean? And yeah. I got to sit there. She got his picture all up on the wall. And, you know, she hadn't let go yet. So everything was Broncos. I'm just sitting here like, man, they're not going to win this game. <laughs> like, You know what I mean? And I just <laughs> sit there. She was like, I told you, he's here. And I'm like, oh, that is so wrong. I'm yeah, still upset wild. about that one. <laughs> 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 oh, you remember that, Jordan? Oh, yeah. I was actually at that game. Oh. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, fellas, let's put a ball. <laughs> let's put a ball on this on this couch, Coach Live, uh, NFL coaching carousel, and uh, Super Bowl preview. Um, so we'll go around the horn, social media, final thoughts, and upcoming plugs. You can plug away. What's your first, Jordan? What you got? Of course, you can find me on the NBA carousel with uh, Coach. I do the Denver Nuggets sometimes, as well as the Phoenix Suns. Of course, in the once the NFL season goes, I'll be on the NFL carousel doing the Denver Broncos. You can follow me on Twitter at sports-scoop.com. And I have a blog that I write Mondays through Fridays. Of course, I also have podcasts on Fridays at sports-scoop.com. Yo, Maui, what you got? Oh, man. Um, first off, uh, great show, man. It's a pleasure meeting you, man. All success to you. Um, uh, thanks, Coach, again for letting me come on on a, a special yeah. day. Um, and uh, social media is um, DTMorgan78, Instagram, and Deshaun Morgan on Facebook. But uh, before I leave there, um, please, Lakers, fire uh, Rob Palenka. I definitely <laughs> would have traded for John Wall at 2027. Sorry. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Okay. Terrible. I feel good now. I feel good. Okay, go. Uh, uh, yeah, once again, like you said, um, also catch me on NFL Carousel on Mondays as well. I'll be um I talk Clippers, you know, that's a huge shot of the Clipper Nation. So um that and also NFL Carousel, I do cover uh, covering the Washington Command use formerly the artist known for the Washington football team. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so again, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram under uh, Couch Coach Live. Also, check out the podcast anyway. You get your podcast, Apple, Spotify. We're there. Uh, also, just check the page as well. Um, we've been going at it real hard when it comes to Super, Super Week. So, definitely, um, you want to, you know, from a biggest perspective, head over there. Uh, check out our guy, Taylor Cornell, uh, from the Who They Den podcast. Also, our guy, uh, Jonathan. Uh, sports judge, he did the Rams. Uh, we got did a show Wednesday with the um, with the Hoopers, one half of the Hoopers. You know, shout out to our guy John John W. And then also um, yeah. huge uh, shout out to our other the other half of the Hoopers, our brother Fresh, his birthday today. So definitely huge shout out to um, <laughs> to our guy. Uh, my namesake, my namesake, shout out to Chris. Um, yeah. And that is it. We got, I think, we got a somewhat of a betting show in the sense we got a more of a, like, you know, a uh, prop bet. So we're talking some prop bets, um, you know, make it a little smart to parlay, see what you can do on that. And then, um, you know, got something cooked up Sunday. Not sure the parameters of that quite yet. But definitely just stick around, check us out on, on social media, and we'll have that all updated. And once again, appreciate you again, Jordan, for, for stopping through.
you know. Thank yes. you for having me. Yeah, always, 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 always a good time talking, talking shop, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Bengals. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Who did that? <laughs> Who did that? <laughs> hey, hey, oh, hey, that, that ain't a bad as Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Ian Parrish. But yo, this is funny. <laughs> oh, we, hey, man. <laughs> hey. Hey, Jim. I'm just saying. Ah, that's funny. I, hey, hey, I had nothing to do with it. They was, it was on them, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but that is wild, though, right? That is. But they wild. did say you were shady. They said that you hey. were shady. Hey. I heard something about National Signing Day. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> right, right. It's crazy. Hey. You, want, you want you want your college coach to be uh to be interviewed for a job that you supposed to sign to a team? <laughs> <laughs> I was just being respectful. I don't care if it was a blue check on that on that uh, on that name. Y'all know who that is right. this? Who but is this? You know, <laughs> wow, bro, that's who so wild. Like, yo, I need to clip this audio and put these two clips together. Like, I I got to go through this, this again. Like, yo, and yo, this you mean to tell yo. me you guys on off the ball network is getting that big that you got Jim <laughs> hitting y'all like this? What? Man, I gotta yo, change. You know, I gotta take off some days. This wild. That's crazy. Yo, this is funny. Yo, I definitely need to clip that audio. Funny, like that happened, yo. I'm just tripping my tail off off of this. This is hilarious. But yeah, so that huge shout to everybody who chimed chimed in and interacted with us. A huge shout to uh, the other Jordan, um, uh, other mm-hmm. guy Jordan. Um, shout us out a little earlier, Ian Parrish, definitely. <laughs> right, this can't be the real. This can't be the real Jim. <laughs> 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 but just, I just found that funny, like of that. No, it was kind of funny about him in fact, two different ways. It's the simple fact that he said, "What's goody?" Like he, though, know, he rated yeah, to set some stuff straight. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like damn, like, my lawyers and publicists. What's it's goody? almost like, like he wants to smoke. Right. So we talked about his San Francisco for the next who. Well, a PI call, so hey, you know. <laughs> so I funny, turned off the lights, bro. so <laughs> that is hilarious. But yeah, man, once again, another great show, fellas. Man, we're uh, we you know, super week. We're here, uh, been a great week so far. Still got a few more shows left to go, and um, you know, just enjoy the holiday. You know, the, this the holiday weekend is, is among us, so and hey. Once again, appreciate you, Jordan, for coming through. And Mauer, once again, always good. So, and we'll catch you on the next episode. This has been Couch Coach Live, and we out. Welcome.